0: Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast. In this episode, I sat down with Bill Caram from the Deschutes River Conservancy. We had a great talk, a lot of interesting topics to talk about with DRC. Uh, They've been involved with restoring stream flow and improving water quality in the Deschutes Basin for a few decades now, and they've done a lot of great work in the past, and they continue to do a lot of great work. So check out their organization, check out the website, and throw them a few bucks if you can, and enjoy the show. Thanks. All right, I'm sitting here with Bill Karam from the Deschutes River Conservancy. Bill, thanks for sitting down with me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ed. Um, if I thought maybe you could sort of explain what the DRC
1: is and um, sort of what your role is there. Sure, um, so the Deschutes River Conservancy is a collaborative organization. Um, we have uh, all the stakeholders around the rivers in our basin on our board. And uh, rather than being um, advocating for one position um, other than our mission, we try to find solutions that all sides, um, that all stakeholders can agree to. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a slow process. Uh, but we think it's a really effective one, mm-hmm. one that um, builds a lot of trust in the basin, and over the long term um, will provide more progress than mm-hmm. um, than kind of other approaches. Right, litigation, fight. Right, right. Litigation. Stuff, will, yeah. You know, we believe litigation can can get you a lot in the short term, mm-hmm. uh, and definitely moves faster than a collaborative process. Um, but what you have is this distrust uh, mm-hmm. among stakeholders, um, and this fear. And that they they'll be less um, uh, they'll give less in the future, right yeah. that, and and you'll really have to use litigation as your only tool going yeah. forward. Um, so we think even though collaboration can move slower in the short term over the long term, you you get more.
0: yeah, and sort of I imagine the almost cliche breakdown being recreational users and then. Uh, commercial. I don't know if that's the right term, but sure. sort of irrigators. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, the lines being drawn in that way. Yeah. Um, so definitely a challenge all over the West
1: for those definitely. Types of issues. Yeah, it's a but big but challenge all over the West. Yeah. Um, we're in a in a unique situation in Oregon, though. Um, we have a conserved water statute um, that a lot of other states don't have. Okay. That gives you a legal framework to provide in stream rights the same level of protection as the irrigation rights. Oh, okay. Um, so it's a it's a it's a great tool and one that we have uh, at our disposal and we use quite a bit. Um, a lot of other states don't have that and we also have a, a lot of precipitation here that's snowpack. Right. Yeah. Um so th- we really we believe we really do have enough water to go around yeah. um, for everybody if it was just managed better. Mm-hmm. Um, and some infrastructure upgraded and and things like that. Um, and and a lot of places in the west don't have that, that right. luxury. Right. So, um, and to get to your other question, my role at the DRC is I'm the finance director. So okay. I'm not directly involved in a lot of the programs, mm-hmm. but we're a small organization. Um, so we're kind of all in each other's business. Right. And, yeah. and so um, um, I, I, I do a lot of communications work for them too and yeah. help write a lot of the grants. And um, so I'm, I'm in everything. Cool. So yeah. hopefully I can answer most of your questions, <laughs> but not okay. quite the same way some of our program people all right, would. Well, I appreciate your time either way. Yeah. Um, So,
0: sort of you addressed what the DRC is. I I read on the website just a little bit earlier the, I don't know if this is a formal slogan, but restore stream flow and improve water quality in the basin. Is that, is that kind of the... Yeah, that's our mission.
1: Mission statement, yeah. Um, So everything we do uh, needs to fit fit that mission. Um, So we, we were formed uh, in the early mid nineties, really unique Um, kind of a unique history. A lot of these basins have these battles we were talking about and um, um, and there's no really good forum to work out problems and and things like that. And so uh, back in the early 90s, uh, the irrigation districts represented primarily by COID, Central Mm -hmm. Oregon Irrigation District, um, the environmental community uh, represented mostly by the Environmental Defense Fund, okay. and the tribes, um, confederated tribes of Warm Springs, all came together to form the DRC together oh, wow. as a forum to address the basin's issues to try to come up with these collaborative right, solutions. Before it becomes a contentious fight exactly. and, and solve
0: problems. Yeah, yep. that makes sense, that's yeah. cool,
1: I didn't realize that. Yeah, so we, as far as the mission, uh, it's it's water quali- quality and quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we've looked at it so far we've really only focused on the quantity part restoring yeah. stream flow um, because uh, it's 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 the primary need of our right. of our basin right now yeah. um, and a lot of water quality issues can be solved by more volume well, by right. volume the dilution is the solution right. Right they say right. um, but so you know as far as like a triage situation you address the most pressing issue first and we feel that stream flow and so we've really just focused on water quantity so far
0: yeah, I, I want to say that I read maybe on the website or somewhere in the past that before the forming of the DRC it wasn't out of the ordinary for the middle of Deschutes mm-hmm. north of Bend to just go dry yeah. during the summertime, which yeah. is wild.
1: And why Juice went dry almost every year. Yeah. I mean certainly most Down years. Sisters, that whole stretch would be just dewatered. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, one of our board members works for Oregon Water Resources Department and he said he used to go out. Uh, I don't think he was working for OWRD at the time. Um, not sure who he was working for, but I mean, his job was to go out to Whitechus and if there was any water left in it, call up the irrigation district and have him pull more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, missing out
0: on some opportunity there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. And and now, so those are both pretty big successes. I would imagine that the organization views chus um, seems to be pretty pretty robust water, flow, water yeah. flow in the summertime at this point?
1: Yeah. It, it, um, we have been able to protect a lot of water and white juice, um, mostly, through, mostly through piping. Um, mm-hmm. We have piped their entire main canal. Uh, we just are finishing the last of nine phases right now. Okay. Um, that all went through DRC. And so for each one, the amount of water that was lost through leakage or evaporation um, gets put in stream, Mm -hmm. permanently protected through that um, conservation statute. And um, so we have now, uh, I want to say it's 30 CFS um, in white shoes that's protected. It gets complicated because there's different you know, it's a line of when the water right is, you know, 1899 versus 1903 or whatever oh, like right. that. Yeah. So it gets kind of complicated, but I think it's safe to say that there's about 30 CFS protected. So
0: when that water becomes protected through efficiency measures, mm-hmm. does that become, is there an ownership designation for that water or is that... Yeah, so the state then owns that water. state then owns the water. Owns the water. Mm-hmm. Okay. And is that the same, similar process in the middle of the chutes now? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And and is that was was that a similar process to get the water back in there? Was it an efficiency
1: thing, or were, was were some of the rights? Yeah. So there's um, um, there's also so both in White Whitechutes and the Middle Deschutes, there's those conservation projects piping mm-hmm. most mostly, um, but we also have leasing programs where okay. if any of the um, water rights holders through the irrigation district don't want to use their water that year um, and uh, they, we will pay them to put that water in stream. Right. Um, and so it's a pretty robust program. And it's really innovative. Uh, other, a lot of other basins have used our model right. on that. Um, uh, and so the uh, NY Chuse and the Middle Deschutes, we have a lot of leased water that okay. goes in every year too. And, it, and is that sort of agricultural
0: um, planning? changes year to year is that mm-hmm. why the 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 need changes year to year it, uh, yeah. yeah it's
1: really flexible uh, some people are uh don't like that program as much because it's not permanent right we would like to see these these perm i mean what like these conservation programs Once that once that water goes in stream it's permanent, right? The state owns it forever. The CFS that you said. Yeah. But the leasing program it changes year to year. Right. Um, but it gives us a lot of flexibility around drought years and things mm-hmm. like that. We can really kind of kick up that program yeah. in drought years and in wet years back off. Right. Um, and I would imagine for the water right
0: owners, they're a lot more. It's a lot more appealing to them because they're not giving it anything away, selling it for good. They still may, you know, it's a one-year-at-a-time
1: Exactly, decision. yeah. Yeah, they don't... Um, mm-hmm. It's a big decision to give up your water forever and dry up yeah. your land. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it's a lot easier for them to make that wow, decision year that's to great. year. Yeah. And we also work on some management agreements, too. That's kind of on a case-by-case basis between your, and, and an irrigation district might... You know, there might be a minimum flow agreement or things like that. Yeah. Yeah, but most of it's been through conservation uh, projects and the water marketing, the leasing.
0: And now looking at um, one one thing that I noted about the the organization is just thinking about the basin as a whole whereas you hear Deschutes, or at least in my head, you hear Deschutes you think of the Deschutes, which is obviously multiple di- distinct parts of the river and it almost seems like multiple rivers, but beyond that you have the Crooked, which is a major river, mm-hmm. and the Metolius, which are a r- major river, and those are all part of the under your sort of view of of projects, is that is that fair to say? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, we don't work much with the Metolius because um, there's no real irrigation that comes out of there. Okay, yeah. Um, but certainly the Crooked, mm-hmm. um, White Juice, and, and the Deschutes. Um, also, Tumlo Creek and Crescent, you know, they all come into the Deschutes, mm-hmm. um, but there's irrigation rights off of all those right. um, stems, and so that's where most of our work is. Yeah, that's a huge area. It is, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, I saw on the website, Mackie Creek, is that how you say it? Uh, Mackay. Mackay, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's gotta be 30 or 40 miles from here, maybe more than that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a really exciting project. Um, I. I I came I came onto DRC only two years ago, so I didn't get to see the full Yuchus success from beginning to end. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I'd done some hiking around there in years past, so I'd seen how dry it was. Yeah. Um, but uh, Mackay is an opportunity where I, I'm excited. I, I hope it I hope it happens where um, we really I, really can see from the beginning to the end. Yeah. That's prime habitat for for steelhead. Yeah. Um, and the water rights holders on there aren't part of any irrigation district. Um, they just have a right to pull the water right out of Mackay, yeah. onto their ranch or farm. Um, so what we're looking to do is to get them on Ochoco Irrigation District water, um, pipe it right out of the reservoir to them, okay. leave Mackay Creek free flowing, um, okay. untouched. So restore all flows. Totally rest- Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it would be
0: it would be pretty amazing to see. Yeah, and it and that has. Seen some of the early returns with some of the steelhead yeah. that are now coming up into the Crooked, right? That's yeah. one of the prime yeah. sort of, I guess, spawning tribs for the Crooked River, and which is has been some of the best returns of any of the fish coming up over Pelton since the tower. I'm not sure. South yeah, yeah, the tower. Water yep. yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, and we're gonna we're getting some great passage uh, big project for over Opal mm-hmm. um, which will help a lot too yeah so I, there's potential for it to be a really successful project yeah um, it's very expensive yeah. so um, we're trying to work all those pieces out right now Opal specifically or just no, the, the Mackay H- Creek oh. restoration oh, okay. yeah Opal's okay. happening okay uh, Mackay we're trying to put all the funding together right now yeah okay. um, so we're, we're really hopeful interesting that's a that's a cool project yeah
0: and it's cool to be able to keep an eye and see these things improve and over over time you know right. I hear so many um, stories about things heading in the wrong direction but it's awesome to see you guys making steps in the right <laughs> direction <laughs> um, so w- if you were to look at um, sort of where the basins at now what, what are you what do you think some of the biggest challenges are today and kind of looking forward
1: um a big challenge um certainly is the upper Deschutes. Yeah. Um and Bend upstream to Wiki up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um you know the 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 winter flows have been pretty pitiful. Yeah. Um and it's I mean it's amazing. I lived on that stretch for a long time. I lived okay. kinda near where the Fall River came in to the Upper Deschutes. Mm-hmm. Um and so I fished, I fished the upper Deschutes a lot uh, over the 10-year period I lived down there, and just every year it got worse and worse. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really sad to see. And, it, and has the flows, the winter flows,
0: out of Wikia sort of coincided with that same decline it, it, over that period? It I think, uh, you know,
1: I'm, I'm not sure what the flows were like you know, decades ago or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just been a slow decline over decades and decades. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it's anything new. When I first moved down there and thought the fishing was great, pe- yeah. the people that lived down there for a long time, yeah. oh, you should have been here 20 yeah. years ago or you yeah. should have been here 10 years ago. I think it's just been declining for a long time. Yeah, And we're at a pretty critical point right now where, yeah. um, um, you know, before we know it, it'll it'll just be gone yeah so um that's certainly one of our biggest priorities is to try to stabilize those flows up there yeah um um, there's a lot of work with the lawsuit um the spotted frog there's a habitat conservation plan um called the hcp that's being negotiated between u.s fish and wildlife and the irrigation districts right now um so we don't have a huge role right now in the collaboration process uh, because it's the work's being done between the irrigation districts and U.S. Fish and Wildlife, right? Um, but once they have that HCP, uh, that we're really looking forward to getting in there and trying to help the irrigation districts make that HCP work. So, what does HCP stand for? It's a habitat conservation plan. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's it's uh, that's where you're going to see what kind of flows they have to have all winter long mm-hmm. um, for the frog. Um, um, and really gives them these kind of broad outlines. It's not going to tell them exactly how to get it done, but it's going to tell them what they need to do. Yeah. Um, so we're really looking forward to getting there in there and helping them figure out how to do it. Yeah. And w- was the spotted frog just recently listed on the ESA? I think it was. It was like two years ago. Yeah.
0: Um, and it was shortly after that that the lawsuit was filed. Okay. Okay. Because it seems like some water management things up in Crane and Wikiup have changed in the last. Few years, based on that, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the details um, as to why it was just listed um, more recently. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, again, that was before I started. And yeah. yeah, I'm sure the program people could give you a full answer. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and but getting back to what you first mentioned as a challenge, being the wiki up, basically the wiki, the flows out of wiki up in the winter time. Winter time flows being the biggest problem for yeah. that upper stretch of the river because the, it's so low, almost choked off to, entirely at mm-hmm. the dam. So until the Fall River comes in and some little Deschutes, I guess there are mm-hmm. a few creeks that come in there. It's it's almost
1: totally dewatered in the wintertime. Is, yeah. is that accurate? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, there, there have been times when it's been as low as 46 CFS yeah. um, below the dam. And, you know, historically the Deschutes is, has been, before the dams went in, it's really a marvel at how steady those flows were year-round. Um, it's it's spring-fed, and so um, it really just kind of varied between 800 cfs and 1200. Mm-hmm. And um, before this lawsuit came up, you know, it was as low as 46 in the winter and as high as you know over 2000 yeah. in the summer. Um, and it's just just really unhealthy. And you see a lot of the the banks eroding. Yeah, those those tall banks and mm-hmm. the ponderosas coming down. Yeah. Um And then a lot of that silt gets dumped in the mirror pond. Right. Yeah. Um, so it really is causing a lot of problems. Yeah. You see it even above mirror I mean, yeah. Right behind
0: this area, you see just back slower back eddies and just pile up with with silt. It's it's a it's a weird <laughs> way for a trout river to sort of be laid out. And then reading about the history, I, I read some account from some of the first. Europeans to come through the area that, like you said, marveled about the consistency of the flows. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that at one point it was similar to the Metolius, and that it was clear and just bank full right. all the time, just being spring-fed, like right. like the Metolius still is. Right. Um, so that obviously that's a big challenge, I would imagine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you know, on the other hand, um, uh, our our local farms are really important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I I uh, I love. Eating local food. Yeah, um, the um, a lot of our farms here in the, especially in Jefferson County, are a big economic driver of the yeah. region. Um, and so we really we really need to balance the the right. needs for irrigation and the farmers with the needs for the river. And like I said before, I really think there is enough water for all of us. Yeah, it and just like, has to be managed better. That's such a cool thing about
0: the way you were describing the collaborative. Uh, sort of mindset of the organization in that not trying to fight over whatever and just sit down at the table and make decisions that work for everybody and and hear you know different sides there are you know different values with different groups and you know finding a way to make it work for everybody it makes makes sense and it it seems to have worked pretty well so far
1: yeah we've got we've got a lot of success so far Um, uh, but I think just about everybody would would agree that the kind of low hanging fruit has been picked, you yeah. know um, we've restored about two hundred and fifty CFS in the basin um, through these projects, like I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and And those really have been the kind of easier projects. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of that left, and so we're kind of entering this next phase. Um, our executive director calls us DRC 2.0 yeah um, where we're taking on this a lot uh, much more difficult work you know yeah. the reason the upper to shoots hasn't been worked on yet is because it's much more complicated yeah um, and a, a much bigger issue to solve than you know why choose in the middle to shoots those mm-hmm. are not that there's not still work to do in the middle to shoots the shoulder seasons are a problem and things like that but we have had a lot of success there and and it's the upper to shoots is just a a much more complicated more difficult problem yeah uh, but we're ready to tackle it
0: yeah and, and one of the things i was reading about today with the um <clears throat> some of the same efficiency measures that you talked about for um the middle shoots originally years back I, I know that's a focus now or at least a plan in the bend area for some of the Piping of the canals, mm-hmm. um, and that seems to be moving forward in some places now. Is is the hope to pipe a lot of the canals here in the next few years? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. So, um, Senator Merkley was able to secure a large pot of federal money um, for the basin for, okay. for piping projects, mm-hmm. um, for infrastructure upgrades in general, but it, it's mostly going to be used for piping, um, and so. Uh, we have to secure some some match, you know, um, local money um, just to show the 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 federal investors that there's local support for this. Right. We we raise local money too to go into it. Um, so because piping is a a very expensive yeah. solution, um, and um, so this is going to help quite a bit. Yeah. So CoID has a big plan going forward. Um, and it's going to, uh, and then they have, uh, they're working on an agreement with North, North Unit Irrigation District. Um, so would North Unit be Jefferson County? Yes, exactly. COID is more Bend area? Exactly, okay. okay. Bend and okay. Redmond, yeah. Um, COID is is the largest Um and a pretty senior water right, and North Unit is also very large, but they're a junior water right Downstream. Yeah, so when there's dramatic. a really dry year, yeah. North Unit's the one that, that feels it yeah. um, much more than COID. Okay. Um, so they are, uh, you know, in the past, the irrigation districts really saw themselves as competitors, had a lot of trouble working together, yeah. um, and we're seeing a really strong partnership between COID and North Unit to try to... Um, COID to really reach out and help North Unit um, secure some water and get more water in the upper deschutes. Yeah. Cool. Um, It's a lot going on. Yeah, there is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks for somehow getting away from all that work to come over here and talk about it. Um, Now just, you know, I'm I'm a fisherman, that's sort of how I started doing this podcast and that's how I see a lot of things. You said obviously you're a fisherman too Mm -hmm. when you can. from a fisherman's perspective what do you think are some of some important things to be aware of and what what people who are just out there you know buy their license go fish for a couple days and then that's it you know what could they get involved with what could they contribute to to sort of help you know maintain the fisheries that are in great shape and maybe restore some of the fisheries that have fallen on hard times over the last few decades
1: yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, water this we call it water world. It's it's so um, complicated and kind of insular. Yeah. It's it it is really hard um, as somebody that doesn't isn't immersed in it all the time um, to have a good handle on it. Um, there are a lot of great organizations doing doing a lot of work. Um, um, like ourselves, you mm-hmm. know, there's Upper Deschutes Watershed Council, mm-hmm. um, who's one of our really close partners. They, um, they have a lot more volunteer opportunities than we do, and they work more directly in that water quality area. They okay. do a lot of stream restoration um, and monitoring and sampling and things like that, um, and kind of broader work than our just focus on stream flow. Yeah, um, They do an annual river cleanup. Um, they have uh, some monitoring opportunities where you can go out with them and and just see the kind of science behind what they're looking for, for mm-hmm. out of a healthy river. Um, that's that's pretty neat work. Um, um, there's some public processes to follow yeah. um, to stay informed. Um, there's so all the all the irrigation districts are now coming out with their. Um, their management plans, uh, which is kind of the lead-up to this HCP, the Habitat Conservation okay. Plan. And they'll announce public meetings for those. Okay. Um, and that's a really great way to, to stay kind of up to speed on what's happening. Yeah, A lot of that is piping, um, and a lot of environmental groups are are involved, trying to make sure that the irrigation districts really are using this public money to benefit the river, yeah, um, as well as their patrons, you know, right. and just make sure the river gets equal footing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we always need the the river always needs more watchdogs like yeah. that. Um,
0: yeah, so, yeah. So so keeping an eye on things generally, sort of. Um, you said Upper Shoots Watershed Council, Council mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, is probably a better option for volunteering, but you know, DRC obviously doing a lot staying on top of, for, you know, just speaking for fishermen, just casual recreational fishermen, staying on top of these issues, being aware of what, you know, where a voice could be lent to help um, causes and just be, become informed and become interested in in what's going on.
1: Yeah, and a good way to just be informed. Um, You know, we we keep a lot of stuff up to date on our website uh, and we send out newsletters regularly Mm -hmm. so um if anybody wants to go into our website and sign up for our newsletter um it's it it really is focused to the general public and so we try to explain things in layman's terms and not use too many acronyms and stuff like that (laughs) um and when there's a time that we really need people you know a call to action yeah we'll, we'll let people know
0: okay that's that's good information so definitely um get on board with the drc and uh contribute I know you guys have a big event every year I think we're past it now the river feast
1: yeah river feast uh, we used to do these events also more for the fishing community called tight lines um, and I think our 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 limited staff got a little overwhelmed by doing it all oh, yeah. and so they, they combined it into into one event um, but I would like us to see a return to those kind of smaller more casual events um, like tight lines that we did for the fishing community yeah so stay tuned on that
0: okay Okay, yeah, definitely uh, get on to Chutes River Conservancy. Go to the website and sign up for the newsletter and just read about all the things going on. It's a cool website, a lot of graphics and pictures and easy to follow and just see all the issues. Uh, There's so much going on. (laughs) There's a lot going on. (laughs) But um, it's an interesting challenge. I mean, a whole bunch of interesting challenges, and anybody who fishes should be thinking about these and and, um, trying to do what they can to help. So uh, thanks for taking the time, Bill, and uh, good luck with everything you're doing. Thanks, Ed. To keep up to date on the podcast, follow Central Oregon on the fly on Instagram. See you there.